The Mortgage Calculator, your favorite non-QM lender with over 5,000 unique loan products. Oh, welcome, everyone. My name is Kyle Hershey. I'm the COO of The Mortgage Calculator, joined here by our president, Nick Hershey, and our sales manager, Jose Gonzalez. We are a correspondent lender that specializes in non-QM loans. And what we do every morning on this show is go through live mortgage rates for different programs. And then we do a deep dive into a different topic every day. Now, again, we do specialize in non-QM loans here at the Mortgage Calculator. And today's deep dive is going to be one of those type of loans, which is I-10 loans. So our sales manager, Jose Gonzalez, with 27 years of experience as a loan officer and a realtor is going to do a deep dive into I-10 loans here shortly. But before we do that, we'll do what we do every morning, which is pull up our pricing tool and go through the live mortgage rates for a few different programs. So Nick, if you want to go ahead and pull up the pricing tool, let's see what the rates in the market is looking like this morning. All right, let me switch my screen and we will check it out. So as Kyle mentioned, this is our tool for pricing. This will show us the rates for today and the APR, including all fees. For today, it is July 26, just after 11 a.m. Eastern. So we will use this tool to check out our general programs. If you'd like a full breakdown of all the fees that go into the APR, a full loan estimate, please get with our team members. We have over 300 licensed loan officers we're licensed in 24 states for primary and secondary homes. And for our DSCR business purpose loans, which we love, we can do those in 44 states. But for our live rates today, we always set up the same scenario so we can compare APRs across the programs. So we'll start with a 400000 loan amount. We'll set the LTV to 80% loan, 20% down payment. We'll set the desired price to 99 That means we're going to find the best rate at one discount point in cost, which is a typical request we get. And we'll compare our programs. We'll start with conforming conventional, then we'll check out FHA, and then we'll go into our expanded guidelines, also known as non-QM, where we have over 5,000 additional loan programs. We also offer VA and USDA. VA is only for our eligible active service members and veterans. If you are eligible, let us know. We can quote it in just a few clicks. And same with USDA. That's only for eligible properties. If you do happen to be shopping in one of those USDA rural areas, let us know, and we can quote that up no problem. But for today, we will start with conforming conventional. We'll do a purchase, 30-year fixed, primary occupancy, single-family home, one unit, state of Florida, county of Miami-Dade. And for all the demos, we use an estimated FICO score of 760 and an estimated debt-to-income ratio of 40. So with these basic settings, let's see what the rates are doing this morning. Oh, so it looks like it went up a little bit. We definitely have some Fed announcements coming. Uh, but here we have the best option this morning. 7.125 rate, 0.75 discount points at cost. Final APR, 7.283, just a touch above where it was yesterday. Now, if for any reason our customer can't qualify for a conforming conventional program, typically the next option that we want to check out using the same exact setting so we can compare the APR is our FHA options. FHA does allow a little more leniency on credit issues as well as a higher debt to income ratio that we can use. However, we'll keep everything exactly the same so we can compare apples to apples across the program. And 
FHA actually went down a touch from what it was yesterday. So uh, these programs aren't always doing the exact same thing on the exact day. So this is interesting. 6.125 rate for one discount point in cost puts our final APR at 6.717. So in this case, if our customer qualifies for both programs, uh, the FHA is actually a little bit cheaper or quite a bit cheaper today, about 0.5 cheaper here. Um, and our customers that have to use FHA, this APR does include the upfront mortgage insurance and yearly mortgage insurance, which they've changed recently, which definitely makes it a great option for our borrowers. Now, where we really love to specialize at the mortgage calculator is if our customer doesn't qualify for either. Many other banks or lenders may not have other options, but fortunately here at the mortgage calculator, we have over 5,000 other options when we go with our expanded guidelines, also known as non-QM. So we'll set up the same exact scenario. And you notice we have a new option that pops up where we can select a different income option. So full doc is what we use for conventional and FHA. That's two years of tax returns. So typically we will choose a non-QM program to choose one of these other options, such as asset related programs, business bank statement programs, our investor programs we'll talk about in a minute. Our personal bank statement 12 month is the most popular and the one we always do the demo with. We also have RSU, Stated, VOE, 1099, P&L, and CDFI, no income, no ratio loan. But for the demo, we always choose the 12 month bank statement, and that's going to be for our self-employed borrowers. Many times our self-employed borrowers, when they submit two years of tax returns, will have different write-offs uh, and such that may prevent them from qualifying at all, or may just prevent them from qualifying for as much income as they really need to get that home they really want. So in this case, instead of using tax returns, we will simply use their last 12 bank statements, no tax returns involved at all, in order to determine a debt to income ratio of 40% in this example, using just their cash in the bank, no tax returns involved. So most self-employed borrowers will qualify for much more income, double, triple, quadruple the income using these methods, and therefore can get that home they really want. So for our final demo, let's check out the non-QM options today. And the option at the top here, 7.5 rate for 1.75 discount points in cost, puts our final APR at 7.592. So remember conventional was at 7.2 something. So here we have a bank statement option, very comparable, almost identical to the conventional cost this morning using bank statements. So we love when these programs are very comparable, especially when our borrowers may need that little bit of extra help. So the borrowers that may be on the line there, please let us know. We can use one of these alternative programs and the rates are very comparable. You also see we have dozens and dozens of versions of these programs as we scroll down. Some of these at higher rates may allow things like credit events like foreclosures and bankruptcies to allow us to get around other qualification issues that would put us out of qualification for standard conventional or FHA programs. So a lot of flexibility here with our bank statement options. Please get with our team. They will find one of the thousands of options that works best for you. Now, before we go into Jose's deep dive example on non-QM loans for I-10 borrowers, which obviously we can't price here instantly, we will check out an investment property. So we always do live rates for investment properties. We love to work with investors, whether you're a first-time investor or seasoned investor, we have some great options. So let's check those out real quick. We set the scenario up exactly the same, 80% loan to value, 20% down payment. And we'll simply compare our two uh, investment property options. We have our conforming conventional 
then we'll check out our non-QM. Remember, the government programs are not eligible for investments. So no FHA, no VA, and no USDA. So we'll start today with conforming conventional for investment properties. Everything else is exactly the same. The only thing we've edited is uh, the occupancy to investment. So let's see what adjustments the conventional programs have today. So the best rate here at the top, 7.5 rate for 3.375 discount points and costs, puts our final APR at 7.746. So a decent example here for our investors that qualify. However, many investors would rather choose a higher rate in order to reduce these discount points. Uh, in this case, this example of $13,500 is a lot of money that our investors would rather deploy elsewhere many times. So unfortunately, we can't really offer any uh, higher rate options under conforming, but that's where we love to present our non-QM options. So for the final live pricing, we'll set up investment property again, 80% LTV, and we'll go to expanded guidelines, also known as non-QM. The first thing we need to select is income verification option, which the most popular by far, let me scroll down a little bit, is the DSCR option. That's only for investment properties, and it actually doesn't require any income or employment at all from our borrower. We're simply going to use the estimated rental income from the property in order to determine a DSCR value. It stands for debt service coverage ratio. If the estimated rents can cover the expenses, the PITIA for the mortgage, that's a ratio of 1.00 or higher, AKA the property cash flows on a monthly basis. We even have options for ratios under 1.00, aka the property doesn't quite cash flow on a monthly basis, and there are options for that as well. For the demo, we always select 1.5 as the maximum, that way we can see all the programs pop up. And the final thing is a prepayment penalty, three years is standard, that's what we always do for a demo. There are options for zero that will cost a little bit more and limit the amount of loan programs. And if our customer's holding the property, we can select five years, uh, but that will limit the amount of loan programs, but save some money if that's the case. So three years is the most popular. So that's the one we'll always select with our demo here. So let's check out the DSCR options. Best option here at the top, 8.125 rate for 0.725 discount points in cost and a final APR of 8.182. So remember the conventional was 7.7 something on the APR here, uh, the DSCR option just a little bit higher, but a lot of flexibility. And most importantly, we've solved the problem for our investor uh, where the discount points now instead of $13,000 in this example are $2,900. So they have more money to spend elsewhere. There's a lot of other flexibility. So most investors when presented a conventional with the DSCR, about 90% of our customers end up going DSCR. Lots of other flexibility here. If we cruise down the list here, some of these at a little bit higher rates may allow uh, things like bankruptcies and foreclosures, as I mentioned before, also may allow things like short-term rental income, which we did in an example earlier this week. So if you want to check those out, check out one of the last episodes. Now, today's topic is going to be on something a little bit different. It's not necessarily a loan program. Let me switch my screen. And we'll introduce the topic here, which is going to be our I-10 loan. So it's not necessarily a loan type per se, but more of a borrower type. Remember there's citizens and then there are people uh, that may not quite have their citizenship or green card. 
And then there's obviously foreign nationals. So this is kind of the middle ground here. Uh, We obviously cover U.S. citizens and everything we do. And then we have special episodes on the foreign national versions of these programs. Today is that in between, which is the I-10. So very confusing. So I'll let Jose, the expert here, go ahead and define the I-10 borrower for you guys. And then we'll go into some live examples. So if you're ready there, Jose, let's have you go ahead and start. Good morning, everybody. Thank you for joining us for Daily Rates Live with the Mortgage Calculator. There's usually a lot of confusion between an ITIN borrower and a foreign national borrower, and obviously a, a, a U.S. borrower, a, a non-permanent resident alien borrower, right? Those three categories sometimes tend to be interchanged when the MLO is speaking with the borrower or when the borrower is speaking with the MLO because it's very easy to confuse them. So we'll start with non-permanent resident alien borrower. A non-permanent resident alien borrower has a work permit. They are legally allowed to work in the United States. They are issued a social security number and they have all of the same borrowing rights as a U.S. national whether that U.S. national be a permanent resident alien possessing the quote-unquote green card, right, permanent resident alien card, which happens to be green, or a U.S. citizen, right? So the U.S. citizen, the permanent resident, and the non-permanent resident alien, as long as the non-permanent resident alien has a valid unexpired work authorization permit, they all can borrow uh, conventional loan, FHA loan, non-QM loan, whatever loans that are out there, as long as they meet the underwriting and credit guidelines. So that non-permanent resident alien does have to possess U.S.-based credit and the U.S.-based credit score to qualify for whatever program they're applying for. So all programs have different, excuse me, different credit guidelines. So they have to uh, qualify under whatever guideline they're being put through. The ITIN borrower, which is one step down, is working in the United States, deriving their income from the United States, does have U.S.-based credit as well, and has to be able to prove their income being attained from the United States through whatever income verification method we are using, whether we're using 1099, whether we're using bank statements, P&L, or going the traditional full doc route, whether they're primary or whether investment, they have to abide uh, by the income verification. The income has to be uh, from the U.S., and they have to have U.S.-based credit and credit score to qualify for the program that they're applying for. However, they do not have to have a non-permanent resident alien card. They do not have to have a work authorization permit. They do have to have an ITIN, right? That is uh, basically a tax ID number uh, that they get for an international that allows them to file 
taxes in the United States. So they do have to have an ITIN, and usually they have to have some form of ID, whether it be U.S.-based ID, or recently they're now relaxing those requirements. It could be also a passport from their country, but they have we have to be able to verify their identification. So the ITIN borrower has like one foot here and one foot still somewhere else. Then we get the foreign national borrower whose income, if you are using income and not a DSCR, because we can do full doc or DSCR loans for the foreign nationals, their income cannot be derived in any way from the United States. They are not required to have U.S.-based credit. However, if they do have U.S.-based credit, this is the big if, but a really big if, if they do have U.S.-based credit, then they have to meet certain minimum credit score guidelines for the foreign national program. Depending on where you're submitting the loan, it could be 680 or it could be 700. Uh, But that is only if they have U.S.-based credit. Most of the foreign national options do not require the borrower to have any U.S.-based credit. But again, they cannot have dual citizenship either. This can be a confusing part where you could have foreign nationals live their whole life in another country. They're a citizen of that country, but maybe they were born here in the U.S. and then they their family went back wherever they are originally from got their citizenship over there. So they technically have U.S.-based citizenship and uh, citizenship from their country. They would not be able to apply uh, for a foreign national loan. It could only be, uh, excuse me, for a U.S. loan. They could only apply for a foreign national, excuse me, no, the other way around. They cannot apply for a foreign national loan. They could only apply for a U.S.-based loan. And that's a tricky one because I mean, I have one like that right now, amazing borrower, very well off in their country, no U.S.-based credit whatsoever, but they were born here. That's it. They were just, they came here, they were born here, they left their U.S. citizenship. They're also citizen from their country. So we cannot do that loan until they establish some amount of U.S.-based credit. So again, could be confusing unless you understand, you know, those so go that. over again what we're talking about today. Just so today we're talking about the just in one between. of those, just yeah. one. The in between, uh, which is the I ten borrower, the borrower that is living in the U.S. full time, working in the U.S. full time, deriving their income from the U.S., required to have U.S. based credit, but cannot have a social security number. They have to have an I ten which is looks like a social security number but it's not it's an itin right so and they you know so they do not have a work permit but they're they're working here full time so they so these and, are people and, who either expired their original visa or may have come here illegally essentially in one way or another typically yep. correct and yes sir and they got their itin they were able to obtain credit they're working they're in most cases they're filing some form of tax return even though we have multiple income types that we can approve them out through that don't require tax returns as you're going to see in the examples but they do not have a work permit they do not have a green card they do not have legal status here but they're living here full time so that's our ITIN borrower. And 
luckily, we do have, as you're going to see now, good options for the I-10 borrower. So let me make this a little bit bigger for you all, right? So our first example here is the I-10 borrower buying a primary property 20% down. That is the minimum down payment for the I-10 borrower. So pretty good rates here. You can you look at the lowest cost option at 10.124, but it's a good deep rate sheet here where you can buy it all the way down to 8.374. So this is non-QM loan, obviously. So this is our I-10 full doc borrower uh, using traditional full documentation, pay stubs, W-2s, tax returns. Now, I mean, full doc, usually the I-10 borrower, if they are full doc, is going to be self-employed because due to the fact that they do not really possess a social security number, they can't really be set up for payroll. So they're going to receive, they're either going to be, you know, they're going to be some kind of self-employed. A lot of times you're 1099, right? But this is full doc if you happen to have one. <coughs> Excuse me. Now our I-10 primary with bank statements. This is the most popular option for the I-10 self-employed borrower. 10.25% is our par rate. You can buy it down to 8.99%. Now we have our P&L I-10 borrower primary 20% down. Here you have 10.374 with a $500 lender credit. And you can buy it down to 8.624. Let me give you some investment options because the, the I-10 programs have relaxed their guidelines a bit because previously we did not have any I-10 investment options because, you know, investment uh, loans are seen as a little riskier. But, you know, we do have that avenue open and we can actually do this up to a four unit property at the same LTV. 75% LTV is the max. So these examples are for a one unit, but two to four unit, same rates, no loan level price adjustments. So keep that in mind. I recently had an I-10 looking to buy a three unit property in New York State, working on that quote. And hopefully that's going to be a happy investor. And that, that one's going to be with bank statement. So in this particular case, our investment option here is for P&L. So I'm doing these in reverse. So you're, you have 9.99, which is a very good rate at par. This is, again, at a 75% LTV. And check that out. You can buy it all the way down to 7.999%. That was actually a lower interest rate that you can buy down to then on the full doc option. So really interesting there. Here is our ITIN investment bank statement option. Again, same rates here, 9.99 at par. And you can buy it down to 7.999. And our 
I tin full dock gives you a eighth of a percent better rate, right? So 9.874 is our lowest rate option, lowest cost option, excuse me, and 7.874 is our lowest rate option. Now, I didn't put the 1099 option here, uh, but it is going to be the same rate at a 75% LTV as you see here, and it will be the same rate on the primary option at an 80% for the 1099 option. So you can do 1099, you can do P&L, you can do bank statement, and you can do full doc, right? The only one I haven't found for the ITIN is the DSCR option. So we'd have to look long and hard for that one uh, because, again, you got to remember it has to do with the risk involved with the loan type. So the DSCR is being minimal verification, is a little bit stricter in that respect. But you have plenty of opportunities here, full dog, PL, bank statement, and 1099 for your item borrowers. All right, great. Looks like we have one question <clears throat> so far. Anybody can drop any questions you have in there. Let's pull up the question that we got there. The question here from Joe is, how substantial does the USA-based credit need to be? You'd have to look at the matrix to see, but there aren't going to be any breaks there. It's whatever the guidelines say. You know, uh, the the scenario I was running now, I was running it at an 800 credit score, but it's whatever the matrix says for the individual. Probably, is he talking credit. about the depth of credit, probably the trade lines? You're going to be talking two plus just like any program typically? Yeah. I mean, we'd have to look, I'd have to look and quote you because, you know, these are different investors that I that I selected there, but usually you're going to have anywhere from two to three, depending on, and it could tell you something to the effect of at least one has to be reporting for 24 months, stuff like that, and maybe they'll accept two, and if not, they usually ask for three, where you got to have at least two of them reporting for 12 months. But that is going to be like any other program, right? There's going to be a credit matrix and the credit matrix has to be met there. It isn't going to be any more difficult or any harder. Uh, it's just whatever they decide to put it at. All right. I don't see any other questions, so I think we can wrap it up. If you need help navigating some of these programs, you can visit us at themortgagecalculator.com and we can pair you up with one of our 350 loan officers from all across the country that can walk you through these different programs. Now, uh, we do this show every weekday at 11 a.m. Eastern time, so definitely tune in. We appreciate everybody tuning in today. Thank you, Nick. Thank you, Jose, for the example. And we hope to see you all tomorrow, 11 a.m. Eastern, for the next episode of Daily Mortgage Rates Live with the Mortgage Calculator. Everybody have a great day. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, everybody. Apply now at themortgagecalculator.com for instant mortgage rate quotes for over 5,000 loan products.